This is a GRDC podcast. Farmers and their agronomic advisors are always aware of the health of their soils. It's a given. When nutrients are used, they are replaced. But what's not easy to replace is soil organic matter and the carbon it contains. And that leads to a very significant issue for farmers. Nitrogen is the case in point. Soil nitrogen is intrinsically linked to soil organic carbon. And as soil organic matter levels have fallen over time, farmers have turned to manufactured nitrogen to maintain levels of nitrogen in their soil. The CSIRO's Jeff Bulldog has made the case for a strategic increase in soil organic carbon levels at a series of GRDC research updates. Jeff explained the link between soil organic carbon and nitrogen. In soils, nitrogen and carbon, organic nitrogen and organic carbon are coupled pretty tightly. Um, Generally, we see that the ratio of carbon to nitrogen varies a little bit, but is around about 12 probably varies between say from 10 to 14 but we tend to use an average value of about 12 and we find that whether a soil has one percent organic carbon or five percent organic carbon that c to n ratio is held pretty constant and that has a really big implication because what that means is as as we are either losing organic carbon or building organic carbon nitrogen is flowing with that So if we're losing organic carbon, we're actually mineralizing and making nitrogen available. If we want to build carbon, organic carbon content in soils, nitrogen has to come from somewhere. Jeff points to a measured decline in soil carbon levels since the advent of European farming. Part of that initial decline was probably due to, in the past, maybe not using so carbon-friendly type processes or practices. We've probably arrested at least a portion of that decline with the movement to some more carbon-friendly practices like stubble retention, reduced tillage. But we may not have completely arrested the decline. We've definitely slowed it, but we might. in some cases we might have arrested it completely. In other cases, it still may be declining slowly. But typically what we're finding is that agricultural systems tend to carry, on average, about half of the carbon that they used to carry in their pre-cultivated more native type state. If the carbon values and the ability of the soil to deliver that nitrogen is dwindling or being reduced because the soil carbon values are dropping, then we won't get the same supply of nitrogen as we go forward. So a soil that has 1% carbon, for example, won't be able to supply as much nitrogen to a crop as a soil that has 2% carbon um, because the nitrogen is following those carbon contents. So as our carbon values are dropping, the ability of the soil to supply nitrogen to the growing crops is also dropping. So what's the answer? Well, it comes down to either more kilos of applied nitrogen or increasing organic matter, or both. Right, it can be added through fertilizers, for example. That nitrogen could go into the system through fertilizers, be taken up by plants, end up in plant residues and and back into the system. It could also be fixed biologically by legumes, by the rhizobia living in in legume roots. And there is an amount um, that we think is fixed, what we call by free-living organisms. Just organisms that live in the soil can also fix some nitrogen. We'd like to see legumes 
providing a big component or a, a significant component of the nitrogen into agriculture systems because it tends to go in with carbon and therefore you have this potential to build organic matter at the same time. Because they're intimately hooked together as well as carbon is being decomposed, if, for example, microbes that are doing that decomposition don't have enough nitrogen or aren't getting enough nitrogen from the materials they are decomposing, they'll actually compete with plants for that available nitrogen. If a farm becomes more and more reliant on external sources of nitrogen, like not nitrogen, say, that's fixed by legumes in a rotation, but nitrogen that's coming in in the bag, so to speak, their cost function becomes more under the control of external factors. And I think, if possible, most farmers would rather have the costs under their own control rather than under the control of, of external factors. Okay, so more legumes in the system seems to be the sensible approach and GRDC is investing research dollars in that outcome. For instance, just recently I was on the Riverine Plains where the Pulse Check program was helping continuous cropping growers come to grips with introducing legumes in acid soils. Jeff Baldock has another idea. He thinks putting a value on soil organic carbon would give farmers an extra incentive to grow legumes. He admits it wouldn't be easy and he doesn't have the perfect model, but he says it may be possible to put a dollar value on soil carbon despite the many different soil types. But Jeff says what's needed is a long-term strategic approach to increasing soil carbon and soil nitrogen. What we're going to have to start being able to do is say, all right, I might want to grow a green manure crop, for example, or a brown manure crop. And it might even be a pasture that I'm growing or a vetch or something. And, and I'm growing it as a cropper specifically just to rejuvenate my nitrogen supply and build a bit more organic matter. And I'm still going to treat it as if it's a crop. I'm going to fertilize it with all the other things that it needs. I'm going to make sure it's growing well. I'm going to try to get really good water use efficiency. I'm going to treat it as if it's, if it's a crop and maximize the amount of nitrogen that it captures and the amount that it grows. And by leaving that all on the farm or on the paddock, then hopefully we're boosting the organic nitrogen and the organic matter contents on that paddock. I come back next year, I'm, I'm going to grow a wheat crop or I'm going to grow canola, wheat, barley. Maybe you can get three, four years where you're using the nitrogen that you've captured. What we need to be able to do is say, well, what was that worth? And did it offset the opportunity cost of not growing that wheat crop in the year that you grew this almost sacrificial legume in an order to boost your organic matter and your nitrogen status. It's actually an investment more than a cost. That's absolutely right, yeah. And I often like to use the amount of nitrogen that the soil holds as sort of a bank account. And you've got your capital in the bank account. That's the amount of nitrogen that's there. And if you draw down that capital all the time, and you know, we know on average a lot of Australian farming systems are actually net exporters of nitrogen so they're drawing the nitrogen capital of the soil down if you don't stop every once in a while and put a bit more back in like top up your bank account then eventually you you run out now i don't know how far we can push it i don't know how far down the nitrogen can fall before we've crossed that threshold but in my view what we'd like to do is to build it up we can use it then but then build it up again and go into another phase of building so if we can do that, then hopefully, and, and we'd need to do the analysis to say this, but the question would be, I guess, two questions. One 
is the opportunity cost in that building phase compensated for by the benefits you get subsequently. And the other one, and maybe the more important one, is what's the long-term impact going to be? In 20 years from now, a system like I've just described, is that still going to be running well, able to support growth, whereas one where we haven't taken the effort to build organic matter and those values have come down and we become more and more reliant on fertilizer in and that system, what's the impact of that? If prices for fertilizer go up, if... Uh, when we use fertilizers, we've got to be worried about a certification. There's a lot of things to be thinking about in terms of what else could be going on and where could we end up in that 20-year time frame? Will we still be as productive? Will we still be targeting as high a yield? Now, there's some food for thought. As I travel around the countryside, I'm hearing from many people about nitrogen, in particular using it more efficiently, getting more bang for the buck. Jeff Baldock urges farmers to think long-term about their soil nitrogen reserves and how they're going to replace those reserves as they are used from the bag or from soil carbon. 